right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Movie Talks and Chill. We're your hosts. I'm Tony Serrato. I'm Gavin Butts. I'm Patrick Wall. And Tony, this, wait, 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 real quick. Where are we? Because um, this isn't my apartment. This is not your apartment, no. I thought, um, wait, this isn't? It, I, I, thought I thought you just, I thought you upgraded. I, yeah, it's a lot nicer. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a very good question. So to answer that and for the audience out there, we are at the Sunscreen Film Festival here at the Sundial in St. Petersburg, Florida. Yes, it's beautiful downtown St. Pete. Uh, you know, great nightclubs, the uh, the new redone pier. Yeah. <clears throat> Which I've been to for lunch. It is actually gorgeous. It is awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. And here at the sunscreen, they are uh, using the AMC theaters. Yes. Uh, so for this event, uh, for those of you who listened to us last week, uh, we had Mr. Tony Armour on, who is a film commissioner and also the founder of the Sunscreen Film Festival. We let you know then that he had invited us to come out here and do a recording here, um, get to do some interviews with people. So we finally made it. Here we are. This is actually a thing. Yeah, this, just is, talking this about is our it last anymore. episode. We are retiring. Yeah, yes. <laughs> we have made it. Yeah. <laughs> We've reached our this pinnacle. This is now a success. <laughs> So we have shown up now, and uh, basically the film festival today is just kind of kicking off. Uh, there's a couple of workshop panels going on. Uh, there's some screenings happening right now. So as the day go- progresses and we get some people in between, we're going to hopefully get as many interviews in as possible with some local talent, filmmakers, producers, maybe even an agent from my understanding yeah. of it. Um, so we'll just kind of see how it goes from there. But uh, how do you guys feel about being at a film festival? Uh it's definitely surreal. I've never been to one of these before. Yeah, yeah, this is my first time. I, I, I hope they're gentle. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> just it, you just feel a little pressure. Yeah, don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> just don't clench. <laughs> don't clench. Don't sign the first <laughs> offer you see. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely different. I've been to a couple smaller ones. Uh, mm-hmm. They did one out in USF. Uh, been out to there. I've never been to a, a like a big big one. Like I know. Like, you haven't Tony, been to, like, Sundance or Con or anything like that? No, no, and that's fingers crossed one day. I mean, I know Tony is going out there uh, after this one. Yeah. Um, I remember he went out there. He's been out there a few years. Uh, but just quick, real quick backtrack on that. For this fun, uh, film festival here, uh, for those of you who may not have heard the last episode, this has been going on now 17 years, 17th year of the annual Sunscreen Film Festival. So, um, yeah, that's huge. Yeah, yeah. They've made a long way, and uh, we've already seen quite a few people in and out of the you know, the floor area, the lobby area, but, um, uh, you know, it's just going to be, this is the big day. This is the mm-hmm. biggest day because it started on Thursday. Uh, yesterday is going through to tomorrow, uh, but a lot of people work. <laughs> you know, there's no <laughs> you and I were here yesterday doing a little prep work, and yep. we've already seen more people today than we did the three hours we were here yesterday. <laughs> I mean, in, in fairness, they were in middle of workshops, I think, when we got here, uh, yeah. but we definitely, you know, not just the talent and filmmakers, but it's people who are interested in film. So those are the people that have the day-to-day jobs that they just can't leave and get off on a Friday <laughs> at noon. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they work from home and just pretend that they're working and say that they're on the clock. And I'm sorry. I've been trying to work from home. But yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we got, there's a lineup um, today. What do we got here today? Uh, just kind of give everybody a breakdown as to what the schedule looks like. So Several for anybody, workshops. There's some movies coming uh, that are going to be playing today. <clears throat> yep. So... Uh, the last of the Winthropes, uh, Sylvia of the Sunshine State. I, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I apologize for the person who made you, it. If you I am, yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, we got some workshops. Uh, acting, talent, and representation part two. So I'm assuming part one was yesterday. Yes. Because uh, that started at 10 a.m. 
Uh, there's a chicks making flicks power brush. Yeah, we on. passed that on our way in today. <clears throat> yes. They were playing music, just drinking and having a good time. We kind of wanted to go out there, but we didn't have our passes yet. No, no, no. <laughs> it, and that was also Ruth's Chris, right? Yeah. That was where that was at. Yeah, I'd be a little bit out of my budget right now <laughs> for, for a Saturday afternoon. I don't understand. I, we, we could just expense it. Yeah. <laughs> we have to Put it on the corporate first. card, man. Yeah, we've got the corporate card. <laughs> Look, I'm worth, I'm worth $2 million that the government knows about. <laughs> <laughs> or that they're about to owe me. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm just kidding. <laughs> Please, IRS, do not audit yeah, yeah, yeah. me. That was Gavin Butts. <laughs> Gavin Butts, B-U-T-T-S. He lives at 5437. <laughs> 341 Evergreen Terrace. <laughs> Damn it, guys. <laughs> I'll give you a dollar to anyone who knows what that address is from. What was it again? 341 Evergreen Terrace. It's from the Simpsons. Oh, yeah, give me a dollar. dollar. <laughs> All right, well. You owe me a drink. All right. <laughs> no, you can have the dollar. You know how much a drink costs? Just, just expensive. <laughs> <laughs> so at 1130, though, there's a couple interesting things. They had the one movie uh, Tony was mentioning when we interviewed him, that Waterman. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the one with Jason Momoa. Mm-hmm. As a narrator, he's not actually in the movie. Yeah. Um, but this one looks in this workshop is something that's kind of more up my alley. And for those people out there that want to get in, into writing, it's uh, writing how to write a professional script and maybe even get it sold. I like how they can't promise that you'll yeah. get it sold, but you might be able to. Well, legal rights. Yeah. yeah. You know, nothing's guaranteed in the film business. You know, you, you, it's more a, a hopes and dreams type industry. <laughs> when does the uh, Sherwood movie play? Because that one looked kind of funny, too. Yeah, uh, that's, that's right uh, after... Um, think that was I think it's a little bit later isn't it um, it is at 1145 is it 1145 well I scrolled way too much <laughs> <laughs> just a bit outside <laughs> oh yeah yep <clears throat> I like that the completely real true story of the Merry Men yeah <laughs> it was it's an interesting concept about what happens if Robin Hood you know gets incapacitated yeah. and the Merry Men had to keep and, the mythos it, alive right yeah. who, who is now the Robin Hood <laughs> yeah exactly all of them are it's a team effort <laughs> <laughs> I like this one here. These couple, I'm, I want to see what this one's about. It's called Made in Florida, Part One. So I'm assuming it's about films made in Florida or yeah. shorts. So or the friend of the show, Tony Armour, is probably just <clears throat> presenting for an hour and how he does it. Oh, probably. <clears throat> I like this one. How to produce the one to five million dollar feature film as if I have that sitting around. Yeah. Well, you, you <clears throat> see, right after that, it's how, what investors are looking for to give you money. Finance and distribution. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's two thirty. If I was running the show, I would have flipped that. So this is what investors are looking for. So say you get a million dollars. Come to our next discussion on what you can do with it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right? And then we got... Just, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Oh, at 145, they got sci-fi shorts. I saw that. I'd, I'd, I'd be interested in seeing what all they have on there. Let's see if they... Black Hole, Broken, Blackout, Creator, <clears throat> Can I Help, Strong... What is this black hole? A man wakes up to find a black hole in his house and tries to figure out what to do about the anomaly. But after it eats his cat and his friend, <clears throat> his obsession with it grows increasingly until, unbeknownst to him, it swallows him as well. How does he not notice that? <laughs> I think uh, that's amazing. I want to meet the person who did that film because I like the fact that... I do too because I want to know what they're smoking. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know, like, you wake up and find a black hole in your house. Like, what do you do? And then it eats his cat. But so how, do, how is it unbeknownst to him? How did he not realize he was being eaten by the black hole? I mean, is he living by the Hadron Collider? Or <laughs> did, did one, like, is there a secret <clears throat> government uh, <laughs> experiments going on in this neighborhood? 
the twist at the end, it's been like three million years, but because of the timeline dilation, he just thought it was like two hours. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Stargate. Thank you. Amanda Tapping, if you're listening, thank you. (laughs) Well, this kind of is a little Stargate-y here. Blackout is like, well, on a routine mission, an astronaut soon finds herself battling for command, facing forces unknown, or known and unknown, intent on destroying her. Sounds like the show Another Life on Netflix, which is really good. Stars uh, Katie Saginoff from um, Battlestar Galactica (coughs) and two episodes of Big Bang Theory. Hmm. (laughs) This is, let's see, what is strong? With the help of her AI dog, a 16-year-old girl must get her sick mother to another planet where a better life awaits. Mm-hmm. I like that there's a dog in there. Wolf. I just yeah. watched that episode yeah. of Doctor Who. No. <laughs> they stole it. No. <laughs> Copyright. <clears throat> I'm sure they already researched it. But they yeah, probably went to I the finance and distribution that's section. That's step one. <laughs> Legalities, what you can and cannot do, and maybe you won't get sued. Yes. <laughs> that would be the one I would make. <laughs> we can't guarantee you won't. Did, did either of you ever see the silly ass movie, The Incredible War, Burt Wormerstone? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. So when he's like, he's, he, he gets fired and he's meeting with his financial advisor, and he was like, uh, the restaurant that you opened up, the, the something something Titanic, or <laughs> it's the Titanic themed restaurant. He was like, and what happened with that? <laughs> didn't get the rights and because the tables were leaning all the food kept falling off the table <laughs> he's like yeah, yeah you gotta get the rights first <laughs> it's like in yoga hosers where Justin Long is fighting with WB because he's calling his yoga studio scrappy do oh yeah <laughs> he's like how could you be suing me on something I invented <laughs> let's see what else we got here uh, later on this evening oh, this, well, later on this afternoon around 3.30 action packed shorts Oh, okay. I mean, these are all areas we've talked about. We talked about yeah. action. We've talked about sci-fi. Let's see what some of these look like here. We got foreclosure, four meaning F-O-R. Uh, a real estate agent desperate to sell a foreclosed house gets more than he bargained for when he shows it to a couple whose marriage is falling apart. I want to know really where... I just I want mean, to bring up the second one. It's called child warfare. <laughs> when deciding to go to war, the president is faced with dilemma. That each soldier is someone's child. Please tell me it's the eat trade. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get my onesie. (laughs) I'm sure this one is pretty good. I wouldn't mind seeing it, but it sounds a little morbid. Uh, We all die alone. Yeah, I'm Uh, reading that one right now. The hubris of an inept conflict negotiator leads uh, to warring gangs into an eight-way standoff. The consequences are both comical and tragic in the whip-smart short featuring... Strong comedic performances, rapid-fire dialogue, and a genre-bending story that honors, subverts, and recontextualizes uh, films of its established tradition. <clears throat> there was a lot of big words in that yeah, one. Now, yeah, I, I like were, to think that I'm not a stupid man, um, but I did have to read that a little slow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds like a film, <laughs> a film student who's like, I'm going to redefine the genre, and I'm going to make everyone know it. <laughs> you will know what this is. Yeah, the name you know, <laughs> and it's probably Johnson. just like a, it's a ten minute rip off of Training Day. <laughs> I hope he can't hear us. I was gonna say, <laughs> so we're not gonna be interviewing them. And Patrick's right now getting his ass whooped by a group of young students. <laughs> Folks, if you hear someone screaming, it's okay because Patrick's being hung over the rafters. <laughs> 
<laughs> he is publicly apologizing right now to the entire staff of AMC. sucks. Do whatever you want. It's, it's okay. The, the terror in his eyes is real. <laughs> they are literally choking him with his microphone cord right now. <laughs> What's really funny is the camera crew just showed up. I think I'm going to be in a film. <laughs> They're going to be the next short <laughs> film. Beat his ass. <laughs> a gripping and wonderful tale about a podcaster who just like, says the wrong thing during the film festival. It's like analyze that. Down by a bunch of teenagers. <laughs> it's like analyze that where he's you know he, um, uh, Robert De Niro is trying to go legit and so he's on a film set. So they need a um, oh man, what's Billy Crystal is the yeah, is the guy. So he comes in and he's trying to talk to him. And he's like, it's like, dude. We've got a part that's great for you, and then they're like hanging him over over the uh, bridge, and they're filming or like the building. Yeah, and he's just screaming. He's like, "Wow, it seems real. Keep rolling." <laughs> and they like didn't tether him or nothing. He's like, "Paul, you literally <laughs> hung me off a building." <laughs> so speaking of that, with big words, and in the in the first one, mm-hmm. only this is like. He's a consolidarity. Consolidarity. <laughs> you mean consolidarity? He slaps him. You want a you, fresh one, Jim? You don't. And you don't correct me in public. <laughs> I just like it where Billy Crystal says, "You know, sometimes you just gotta hit a pillow." Then he pulls out a nine millimeter and shoots it. <laughs> and he's like, like, "You feel better?" He's like, "Yeah, I do. actually, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he empties the whole clip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like when he's uh, when he first or goes to the dock about his dream that he had. And he doesn't want his protector Jelly to hear him. He's like, "You stay over there." He's like, "I'm not listening, boss." And he's like, "All right." So I, I, I was getting some baby's milk, and the milk is black. And all of a sudden, you hear Jelly in the background. That's fucking weird. Ah, you know what? Get over that's there. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> that's fucking weird. <laughs> oh man. So it looks like right now what we've been doing is uh, while the panels and the and the screenings are going on, um, we're just kind of. Hanging back a little bit, just kind of get everybody an overview of what today looks like, uh, some of the films. So, uh, you know, as soon as some people come out in a little bit, we'll probably be breaking for a minute to go and meet and greet and check out some of them. But, uh, but no, overall, I think it's it's kind of a cool experience to come into. It's a little bit, you never know what it's actually like until you go there. Like I said, the one couple ones that I've been to have been very small on like school campuses mm. still interesting but it's like a one room setting yeah or maybe a two room like the second room is where people sell merchandise and stuff a little stuff. bit this is a little bit bigger than that a little bit yeah a little bit it is a 12 theater uh, yeah. theater and they've <laughs> taken theater. over everything they're not showing any of the new movies yeah the no no but they were kind enough AMC left the concessions open so yeah. you can still get all so your so you could pay $9 a bottle of water yes or you could just bring some like we did. We did not do that. I mean, we did not do that. Hypothetically, if we, one would have yeah, been if able we could to bring have possibly yeah. done it and, and thought of doing said. And if it kind of looked like equipment for our podcast, it was the same color as all of our bags. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all I have to say That's about why you that. make all your bags black. Yes. <laughs> That's racist. Listen to me next week, and I'll give you another trick about getting vodka onto a cruise ship. Yes. <laughs> no, this is sunscreen. <laughs> there was a brief silence there for a second. No, there was a brief silence. <laughs> silence. I like. Well, how, uh, I was pouring one out for my own. <laughs> so while well, uh, yesterday Patrick and I were off, we had come up here to kind of preemptively check out the scene. Unfortunately, Gavin wasn't able to join us. He had to do that work thing. Yeah, the, uh, you know. Stupid, you gotta stop doing that. Stupid but paying the bills. We're not paying you enough here? I, uh, yeah, I mean, not yet. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Gavin's gonna talk to us. Like he did earlier. And be like, listen, 
I need to make more money. Yeah. So it's either you give it to me or I get it somewhere else. <laughs> but we were here checking it out yesterday and um, just kind of scoping things out. And I remember Patrick said something amazing. It was I did what? Fantastic. You said something amazing. I know. He's like, I should have gotten a flask. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is a... Uh, that's a Patrick thing to that's say. That's a Patrick it was not like, hey, this is really cool. Who should we talk to? Right. What's the plan for tomorrow? I need a flask. I should have got a flask. <laughs> and then I, I am way too sober for this. <laughs> so I recommended. I was like, well, you got the rest of the day. This is yesterday because we left in the afternoon. And he said, you got the rest of the day. I'm like, go to Bed Bath & Beyond. He's like, they sell them there. I'm like, it's in the Beyond section. You're not going to find flasks in the bed or the bath. Yeah. But it's Beyond. It's definitely Beyond. It's definitely Beyond. Did you ever get one? you got to be careful no. with that no. Beyond section. Okay. We start doing a few more of these. I will invest in one. <laughs> okay. Now it's an investment. I need to be, and I will write it off on my taxes. <laughs> Unreimbursed employee expenses. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, do you have your receipt for that, sir? <laughs> yes. Yes, right I do. <laughs> it's called my Amazon cart. It's right here. <laughs> is this company expense or is this under in entertainment? Or customer entertainment. If I use it while doing yes. a podcast, it is now a work expense. So if I get loaded on the air, it's the government's fault because I had to prove that I used it. Well, if you get loaded on the air, that's entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the entertainment yeah, is. Right. <laughs> you know, we're going to end up, one of our fans is going to end up becoming like the mad group. And they're going to be checking on us to make sure we're not driving after yeah, yeah, we do yeah. this podcast. Based. We saw what location you guys were at. Are you driving? <laughs> do you need us to come get you? Yes. We'll happy to get you a bus. Right. We'll, you we'll pay for it even. We've got the party bus coming, okay? It sounds like we're about to have some loyal fans. Yes. <laughs> Just checking in on you guys. Let's go to the phones. Are you guys still drinking? Yeah, let's go to the phones. <laughs> you guys still drinking? That's nice of you to assume we stopped. I mean, we did actually last, yeah, last week when we were talking, we almost had a live call. I got, I actually got a live call yesterday, but I just didn't accept it at the time. So my friend Canada Dave, um, <laughs> he doesn't listen to this, so I can say this: yeah. he will never be allowed on the show. <laughs> this will be the one he's going to listen to. Yeah, you know what? To be fair, when I saw him at the bar the other day, he's like, "I'm going to be a guest on your show," and there's a baby in the corner with a family. I was like, "I would have that baby on the show before you." All he did was smile and laugh, but I think he's going to put something dead in my apartment and wait for me to find the smell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got ways. He's going to leave it there for Carter. Carter's yeah. just going to drag it under your bed. <laughs> and when he, what was it? Was he calling you stuffing or something? Yeah, because we got business cards. We're official. Yeah. yeah and right. it, it goes Tony Serrato, Patrick Wall, and Gavin Butts. Since I'm in the middle, I'm the filling or the stuffing, as it would. And I think he was really sincere about that because as soon as I handed him the card, I said, "Here, you get one of the first cards." He said he looks at it and immediately he just starts laughing. He's like, oh, "You shouldn't have done that." And I'm like, "Why?" He's like, "Because Patrick's in the middle." And I'm like, "What?" Like I didn't make dawn on me. So it took him three milliseconds to immediately come up with that thought. But how is that funny? You know what? Okay, it's not funny to me. Well, it's funny now because it's just hilarious. It's funny in retrospect. Yeah, yeah. Canadian humor just goes way above my head. <laughs> How's she going, eh? Yeah, well, you know, it's because they're jacked up on that maple syrup. Yep. <laughs> it's all the Tim Hortons. All the yep. Tim Bits. And, they have really good coffee, though, I will say. Because they do have a Tim Hortons. They have some up north, still in America, but, you know, yeah, yeah. The like Ohio and uh, Chicago and yeah. all that fun stuff. Like Maine. I think, yeah, Ohio has one. Maine has one. Chicago does. Um, but, yeah. 
Uh, so looks like there might be a little break going on downstairs. Yeah. We might be able to interlude with some people. Definitely so, sounds like it. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, take a little break and see if we can wrangle up somebody. And uh, we'll be back in just a bit uh, for Movie Talks and Chill. We'll be seeing you in a minute. I'm Tony Serrato. I'm Gavin Butts. I'm Badger Paul. All right. See you in a minute. All right, everybody, we are back with Movie Talks and Chill. I'm Tony Serrato. I'm Gavin Butts. I'm Badger Paul. And we have a couple guest uh, guest appearances here at the film festival. Uh, gentlemen, would you like to introduce yourselves and tell us what you do? Yeah. Hi, my name is Chris. I'm the audio guy for Super T Productions. And, uh, you know, I'm everything audio. Hi, my name is Matt. I'm an editor and director for Super T Productions. Nice. Awesome. Uh, so you guys are here at the film festival. Are you promoting a current film? Yeah, uh, we have a film that just showed in uh, uh, theater number three, uh, Empty Plate, and uh, you know it's a nine-minute short that deals with some family drama, um, adversity, some mental illness, things like that. The struggle is real. So yeah. <laughs> definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, about is it a full length? Is it? It's a short. It's short. Okay. Um, and are you guys looking? Are you mainly here to? I mean, get it shown, obviously. Um, Distribution-wise, you guys getting set up with that? So How's that working? What, what we're ultimately here to do is talk to other independent filmmakers about post-production services that we offer. Um, I'm an editor based out of Chicago. I work on national and branded content every day. I've just signed up nationally represented um, around the country now. And um, Chris comes from an independent background, um, independent film doing audio uh, production, post audio, music scoring, all of that. And so we got together, we've been working together for about six years now. And um, with COVID, kind of remote work really blew up. And people's um, kind of willingness to work remote blew up. So we have the professional workflows, the professional connections to help independent productions walk through the post process. A lot of um, independent people. You know, the director's trying to edit or, you know, they don't really have any money or, you know, insert reason here why post kind of falls apart at the end. Um, We're here to help people and kind of work at scale with people. So if you have $10,000 and you have, you know, two for um, post-production, we're willing to talk to you and figure out, you know, what services can we offer you? Um, So ultimately, we will take your dailies and we'll hand you a finished film. Or we'll plug in and, you know, you need offline editorial, you need a music score, you need sound design, you need a mix, you need color, VFX, sound design, uh, motion graphics. We can plug in any of those pieces as well. Okay. So Awesome. Really so are you both in the Chicago area? No. Uh, I'm based out of central Indiana. You know, okay. The, the black hole of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> so there is more than corn in Indiana. It's not a cliche <laughs> thing. But, uh, you know, yeah, I, I'm based out of central Indiana. Um, we're both from Indiana, um, and uh, but uh, he moved on up into Chicago uh, career, to follow his career and whatnot. And uh, I, uh, I moved back into Indiana from the Cleveland area. So, you know, it's like... Um, that's where I really got my start at the, the professional level. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, um, COVID has been an absolute train wreck for, you know, the film industry across the board. Um, you know, you see recording studios, you know, go out of business Mm -hmm. because of it, because no one can get in to record. Um, and like Matt said, the demand for remote services, being able to say, Hey, I need to get this voiceover into my whatever, and but I can't 
get into a studio to do it. The ability to be able to say, no problem, here's the phone number, dial in, I've got you. We'll record you in New York, me here in Indiana, you know, and then I can get that back out to you after, you know, sound treatment and, and everything else. So, um, you know, it's really important. And uh, indie film is, it, the struggle is real in indie film, okay? Our film, we had a $7,500 budget, okay? That started out as a $5,000 budget, and it blew up almost to $7,800, but we had to pull the reins in because we didn't have any more than $7,500, you know? And um, that's for a nine-minute short. So, I mean, you know, it's it, the struggle is real. A lot of people don't realize the amount of work and time that it, and, and money that's required to do a film. Um, so, you know... We're trying to help that side of it by, like Matt said, being able to plug in. You know, if, if, if you've got $2,000 to work with, we're, you know, I mean, you've got $2,000 to work with, okay? How can I help? Yeah. You know, and then we scale to that. Mm -hmm. you know, I, ultimately, we want to do this full time. We both have day jobs, mm -hmm. but we want to do this full time. Um, but at the same time, you know, we understand that, you know, if you walk in and say, wow, I need $20,000 for your post services, which is a realistic number, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, uh, people are just like, oh, I can't do that. You know, I've got 300 bucks in, in, in the infamous exposure card. Buy your lunch. I want to kind of go to that point, though, and then kind of circle back to something you had said earlier is like when it comes to audio and editing post-production um, I know a lot of people don't even factor that like a, a guy first film never done it before he just says I'm gonna make a movie they're, they're more worried about like the, the camera or the video or the motion um, do I have good actors and most of them at the very first film if it's your first one are probably not gonna be that great oh yeah um, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> you know, they've got guys like me in front of the camera <laughs> so the audio portion is unfortunately it's one of those things that really gets thought of at the end and it's one of the harder yeah. things to Fix. It I mean, becomes, once you're done. you know, the, the infamous saying, we'll fix it in post. Yep. Yeah. I want to throw stuff I at I think people. I said yeah, that to Tony that, three times know? today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the reality of it is that, you know, sometimes you have to fix it in post. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, w during the Q&A, uh, you know, they, they asked about specifically about the, the audio process. And, you know, <laughs> even though, uh, you know, I've been involved in audio-related things for about 25 years mm. okay you know uh, mostly amateur work you know doing it as a hobby then in 2015 i decided i'm tired of you know doing it for a hobby i want to do it for real yeah you know as a career and um the the thing that that i that i get all the time is is that audio is an afterthought okay i don't know how many times i've been on set and i've watched you know like the absolute cheapest you know, camera uh, uh, body with the absolute cheapest microphone that they can find, you know, and, yeah. and they're talking about how their rig is like 500 bucks, right? And for everything. And you're just like, you're scratching your head a little bit. It's like you're 14 feet away from your sound source. Yeah. Like you're, you're basically beaming the entire, everything behind what you're trying to film is now going to be in your audio. So, exactly. You know, the, the biggest thing in, in Herbert is, is just, you know, people not understanding what is the right equipment to use, when to use it, you know, how to use it. Um, and, you know, that, that's something else that, again, we talk about plugging into things like that. You know, if you just need me to come in and say, hey, here's what you need to work with. You know, I mean, that's a simple phone call. You know, I mean, like we're willing to plug in to, at any level to help people Absolutely. because we know how difficult it is 
to make a film, you know? Mm-hmm. So, And that, that is the worst part. Like I said, circling back to that, though, it's also the money portion of it. Like, they don't think about it when they're shooting, and they also don't think about it in their yeah. budget. They're all like, it can't be that expensive. Like, they look at all these people with, I mean, let's face it, nowadays, for an average first-time person, if you want to make something small and simple and not good, I mean, you can do that at home. But, I mean, to really make the good, clean audio, because that, that is what makes or breaks a film, in my opinion. I mean, visualization you could have all day long, but, you know, if you can be able to close your eyes and still be able to visualize that movie, I mean, that's really where it comes in, in my opinion. And I've done a lot of stuff in audio in the past myself, and I've made those big mistakes, and I have done those naive thought processes, and I learned from them. Um, But that's why I really do respect that portion of it. So it is a headache. You you can't guess who edits the podcast. (laughs) No. You can make the best, even in our film, you know, I was joking with him while it was playing, like, you know, you can hear where I'm, you know, in what appears, you know, what I'm thinking in my head is like, oh, man, that's absolute transparent, you know, processing going on there where you're ducking out extraneous noise and stuff. And, you know, you get it into the theater where it's got the added compression level and the volumes are way up and we're sitting in there and I'm just like, oh. There it is. <laughs> yeah, right there, you know. But, you know, the, the thing of it is, is like, you know, when you're on set, you have to think about 600,000 things at once. And Matt will tell you, I, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like a pit bull on set. I'm running around ripping plugs out of walls and everything else. <laughs> it's like, that's noise. Pow, get rid of it. Who cares if your fridge dies? Pow. <laughs> I got audio to get, you know. <laughs> I don't care if you're sweating. No AC. (laughs) I can hear the water fountain. Tear it off the wall. You know, so it's it's funny because, like I said, you know, you have to think about all that stuff, Mm -hmm. and it's it's equally as important as framing your master. Mm -hmm. You know, because you can have the most beautiful master shot, right? And then the sound guy catches all of the noise in the room. And then in post, you try to get rid of all of that noise, and it literally looks like you sent your audio through a wood chipper. And it's like, you know, that that's probably the best visual description I can give of it. Yep. It's like it's going through a wood chipper, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it just it just granulates it and it takes away the, the, the intelligibility of the dialogue mm-hmm. because you're having to, you know, stuff that passes over the top of the dialogue. And you're like, well, now I've got a decision to make how much of, of the dialogue do I want to sacrifice to get rid of the noise, mm-hmm. you know. And again, you know, it's the fix it and post model is a real thing, but... If you can avoid it, that's like that's the yeah. most important thing. Yeah, it's know? a real thing. It's not a great thing, though. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I want to touch on yep. as well, I, when you look at production, I think it's very easy to see, well, like the RE body, you know, that cost me $1,500 a day. The truck cost me two grand a day. This is what the people cost me. You know, all this material cost in production. And in post, you know, we're not billing anyone. You can get Premiere for 25 bucks or 50 bucks a month. You can get Resolve for free, Final Cut for 200 bucks. You know, all of this stuff is so immediately available. And post really is a labor-intensive thing. Mm-hmm. You know, granted, though, you want to work with someone like me because I do it every day and I'm really efficient at it. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, we can help you efficiently get through things. But, you know, the labor cost is just what kills you with post. You know, if you're messing around with stuff for too long. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I know you guys are 
plugging this this film that you're currently doing? Is there any other projects in the works right now? Is there uh, what's the what's the next thing going on here? So we're we've got a crime drama that we're kind of tossing around a little bit. Uh, we're also kind of on the hunt for scripts. Neither of us are writers. Um, <laughs> so. I stay in my lane. <laughs> <laughs> so you know we're. If we can scoop up a script while we're here, we'd okay. love to do that. Yeah, yeah. This crime drama is going to be kind of cool. Um, you know, we're we're trying to develop it. Mm -hmm. You know, we're working with a writer. You know, and uh, we're getting ready to work with a, another writer to kind of help take it over to to the next level. Okay. Um, but uh, you know, it, it's again, like with Empty Plate. You know, we've learned that smaller is better. Mm -hmm. So fewer locations, fewer people more direct story, you know, telling is involved in that. And, you know, it keeps people's interest better. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, by this time next year, we're in, in principle on that. Nice. You know, nice. so. Well, we hope so. We'll yeah. be looking for you guys on that one. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, to what you said there is, I, I'm like a broken record with these guys. I'm like, you give me two guys in a room and one My room with Andre. really good yeah. dialogue or something. I'll do that all day long. That was, I can watch that. That's our film. That's that's what I wanted to do. You know, Chris is a sci-fi guy. I'm a drama guy. Okay. Chris, Star, Trek. Star Trek. Star <laughs> Trek. So, yeah. I mean, that is that is you know as simple as you can get. That's kind of the secret. That's what successful films here. Are, yep. You know? and, and I think that's a big testament to the the filmmakers and the film itself is when you can have just something that simple room and a couple people or a few right. people and you yeah. can make someone just sit there and be like I want to see this or they get so enthralled with it that's that's amazing we approach the the filmmaking process like academically okay, okay. And, and I say it that way you'll understand what I mean when I hear in a second when I, when I explain you know every film that we do is based off of education right so we say we want to do a drama all right let's do a family drama now let's get educated about you know what will work within a drama. Now, let's figure out how can we keep people interested in that. And th then we shoot it, and then, you know, we learn what we learn from it, and then we take what we learn from one film that we do, and then we translate that to the next film that we do. Where did we screw this up at? Gotcha. You know, I I'm not so much concerned about the mistakes that happen, you know, because nobody's perfect. No one will ever produce a perfect film. Even Hollywood does not produce perfect films. I, I laugh sometimes at some of the audio errors I, I see and hear in, in, in like $25 million budgeted films. It's just like, ah, gotcha. You know? <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I want to talk for a second about a, a film that we did at the end of the sci-fi genre, right? And we learned about a, a, a deep dive type treatment that they use for soldiers with PTSD. And basically, they use VR technology to walk these soldiers through this process of trying to get, you know, to help them to deal with the anxieties that they have coming back from the theater of war. And we did a twist on that where, you know, we basically uh, put a kid into a scenario where his, his mother unexpectedly passed away right in front of him, creating the trauma. And then, you know, they learn of a deep dive experiment that goes in and can, like, augment their, you know, their, their, their memory recall of said um, event, okay. okay? Everything goes horribly long, horrible, goes horrible, man. I mean, like, you know, the, the kid winds up dying in the end because it scrambles. Spoilers, dude. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, no, it's okay. We'll spoil this one because it was spoiled from the word go. But, uh, you know, the, the thing about it is, is 
it was 20, what, 22 minutes long? Uh, about 20, yeah. Yeah, 20, minutes long. And it was our first real attempt at a, you know, professional short film. So we tell this story, and it's a big story. Right. We've got dad's backstory. We got mom's backstory. We got how the kid interacts with mom. We've got doctors. We've got lawyers. We've got, you know, informed consent scenes that go wrong. Tables turned over, you know, houses set on fire. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we went all out in the storytelling aspect of it. But we didn't, didn't really think much about how are we going to shoot this for it to make any sense, right? So we went through that process. We rented stages. We did this, you know, and, you know, we, we got it filmed. We go back and we look at the technical, like the sci-fi aspect of it, where they're in the control room and they're doing the experiments and stuff. And we had this hand-built set mock-up going on. And, I mean, like just whatever you could find laying around the garage to pass off as like <laughs> highly sophisticated technical stuff, you know. And There's a it, bobbit in the corner. Yeah, like I'm not even kidding. Man. So it falls absolutely on its face, man. Boom, just crash and burn through that scene, right? So we got with uh, in the college that we went to, IUPUI, mm-hmm. is Indiana University, Purdue University of Indianapolis. And they have a research side of the building that we, you know, went to. And on the research side, they've got VR systems set up. They had a, a, a VR wall that was made up, was it 40 monitors? Yeah, something like Comprised that. of 40 monitors. And it was literally like 30 feet wide by like 14 feet high. We get with our friend that's a VFX artist. We create a template for all these monitors. And then we put them into a control room. And, you know, we reshot the whole thing. And, you know, it took an additional day of shooting, like almost six months after we had ended our principal photography. But it's just like, this sucks, man. We got to do something different here. So then we go back and we do it. And, but it takes forever. We got all this story going on. It's this big old huge thing. Then we send it out to the very first festival, okay? And it was, fortunately for us, a feedback festival. <laughs> and we get like 40 pages of notes back on it. And, Across the board, what everybody said about it was that it's a great story, technically shot well. However, it's 22 minutes long, and I don't understand what's going on. Right? And you want to talk about getting, like, you know, just that, that weight of, like, absolute failure yeah. that falls upon you. You're like, oh, what do you mean you don't understand? <laughs> Kid's got problems. He dies at the end. What more do you need to know? <laughs> Did you watch the movie? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but then... Like I said, academically, we take that, we look at it, and they're absolutely right. I mean, you know, we could have cut two-thirds of that movie out and had an absolutely phenomenal story. Tiny, you know? <laughs> so Keep it small, keep it simple. Yeah, yep. it's, it's, so that's that's what I mean by we approach things academically. Nice. You know, and the, thing, the mistakes we made with MD Blake, you know, we'll remember that. We'll move forward into the next uh, in the next film with, with that fresh in our mind, you know? Mm-hmm. So. You know, just like talking about like with all this talk about like audio and thinking academically. I mean, it really is. A lot of people in the past have always thought that's you know, movies are creative. They are. There's a lot of that there, but there's so much more that you have like technically that you have to worry about. You really have to know technically time frames. What makes sense? How does it make sense? Um, you know, how do we keep people interested? There's all those little academic type thought process that you do have to make, and then you need to be creative. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think it, it is interesting to, to always get that 
you know, to see that perspective from a lot of people because people outside the industry that just watch movies and enjoy, they don't think about that. They're like, uh, what was going on in his head? Well, he was probably calculating how much money he had to, you know, <laughs> to get in post or he was probably doing that. And they're like, no, no, I want to know what he was thinking. So how, how dare you single me out? Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all your fault. Yeah. <laughs> I think right. I've also said that three yeah. times today. Yeah. I would lower my, your mic again, but we're sharing it. So I'm going to cut myself <laughs> Uh, do you get anything? No, no. I, I thought the information no. from the uh, Chris and Matt was fantastic. I learned a lot. Yeah. Uh, no, I really appreciate you. Uh, yes, yes. Real quick, you know, while we still got a little time, uh, what is it that got you here? Was it like a movie or did you just like... Uh, well, no. The movie <laughs> to, the, to the business. <laughs> Dang it, Gavin. <sighs> Sorry. I couldn't help. There's that thinking. No. <laughs> We're going to be real good friends now. <laughs> technology you know you sit at a computer and you suddenly do anything you know you get better and better at the software and you're just faster and faster at putting your ideas together um, yeah that's, that's yeah. where the intersection happened you know for me I, I've always been fascinated you know ever since I was a little kid with how things sounded in the world you know I was that kid in class that was flipping his ruler on the edge of the desk because it made neat sounds as you, you know, move it across the desk and whatnot and trying to figure out why it's doing what it's doing, you know, um, you know, I, I'm a musician too, so, you know, I'm a percussionist, so, you know, that plays into it a lot too, it's just, it's just, uh, you know, I, I really feel like I was just, you know, born with the passion for it, you know, um, and uh, I've been marching to my own beat since, I, since birth, you know, so it's like, you know, that for me, um, you know, I, being able to take what I do and help move the story along with it, right? You know, composition. You, if you get the wrong music, your scene falls flat. You know, and if you if you get the right music, your scene can be exponentially more powerful, sad, happy. You know, you can really seat the motivation of the scene with a simple music track. You know, um, and uh, sound design pulls people into it gets them immersed into it, you know, when, when you've got, um, when you've got footfalls that are happening correctly, when you have, you know, ex noises that you see movement and visual cues in the film that you can also hear, you know, um, it just, for me, it's, it's a passion, you know, it's like, I just, I just love to create these universes, you know, I joke around that, you know, the world is my canvas and sound is my paint, you know, so it's like, <laughs> I mean, but that's what does it for me is, you know, it's like I, I just have a passion to just create things, you know. And I feel like even though on, on the video side of it, there's a lot of that. But, like, I feel like I have more control over that creation process mm. than the, the visual side does. Absolutely. I'm glad there's someone in the auto field like you because there's a movie called... Um, Hurricane Heist, and the, not once did they use the song Rocky Like a Hurricane. Oh, dude. <laughs> I would have totally plugged it, man. <laughs> it was in the trailer, but not in the movie whatsoever. You know, like, I was very disappointed. In, in Empty Plate, uh, you know, I, I originally started off with a very cool rendition of a Broadway version of Blue Skies. Okay. Problem was, I couldn't get the licensing rights to use it, so I had to pull it out. And so... I replaced it with, you know, my own version of it, which is a, you know, a very like, you know, fusion jazz type of, you know, upbeat thing. But that song in and of itself, you know, it speaks of blue skies and how, you know, everybody's happy and things are going great, right? But, you know, with our film Empty Plate, no spoilers, but, you know, it's just 180 degrees opposite of that. 
So playing that mm-hmm. off of that, you know, the, the two different, uh, you know, emotional states are clashing because, yeah. you know, what you're seeing on screen is not what you're hearing. Yeah. And so, you know, like that's a classic example of where you can take something like, you know, Rocky Like a Hurricane, you mm-hmm. know, and drop it in there to really drive the point home of what you're trying to get at. Absolutely. You know? So. And I also like, I think too, like when you talk about, you know, that feeling or emotion through music, like horror, old school horror, like 70s, 80s, they, I think they did it some of the best at John Carpenter you know, yeah. for Halloween. Like that, that song is, you know that and you get yeah. like chills and hair stands up and even just little you know the little screeches or something yeah. that they do when you're walking around the corner are you kidding me with jaws two yeah. tones yeah no <laughs> two tones <laughs> dun, dun, dun. that's it i'm out dun, i'm not dun. swimming you get kramer probably it's cold jerry it's cold yeah, <laughs> i was in the pool it's like i got paid fifty thousand for that yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> two notes <laughs> he was a little hungover he didn't feel like doing much to yeah. say, hey, it works and then you come in with John Williams. I'm sorry, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, oh, but dude, right creating there. the best, the I would say the best all time score for a fight, a final fight scene. Yeah. Duel of the Fates. You know, you, I mean, you got Hans Zimmer, you got Max Richter, you got oh, you know. Yes. I mean, come on. I mean, like I know I'm throwing out like Hans Zimmer's like that. Everybody knows who Hans Zimmer is. I mean, how can you not know who he is? I mean, he's like a legend in film scoring. Yep. You know. Um, but uh, you know, I, I take a lot of inspiration from those guys' work because I mean, you know. Uh, there's a reason why they're the best. Yeah, yeah they yeah. do really good work. If if you're not trying to imitate good art, you're not a good artist, right? Yeah. You know, so absolutely, you know. no, I totally agree. Um, so got a, got a minute or two left. Um, appreciate you guys joining us uh, yeah. again. Yeah, thank you very much. But I, in tradition of our show, we've interviewed people before, and we always ask the final question: Do you have a favorite movie or favorite genre? Uh, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, hands down. Pulp Fiction. I like watched that. Solid into answer. Oblivion. That is solid. <laughs> Full Metal Jacket. Full there Metal Jacket? Can't right. beat that one either, I love man. Both. Too solid. <laughs> either, right? I love them both. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, again, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, we're going to be kind of lingering around the film festival, so we hope we see you a little bit later on uh, yeah. today. We'll be hanging around and hopefully you know, meet and greet with uh, other filmmakers as well and get their perspectives on it as well. So thank you, uh, Chris and Matt. Um, we appreciate you joining us for Movie Talks and Chill for this segment. I'm Tony Serrato. I'm Gavin Butts. I'm Patrick Wall. And to our special guests, Chris and Matt. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right, and we're back with Movie Talks and Chill. I am Tony Serrato. Uh, I think I'm Gavin Butts. I don't know. I know I'm not Patrick Wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're meeting so many people now, we don't yeah, even know like who anyone is. I don't know anymore. who anyone is or anything. <laughs> or anything. I've, I've, I've shook so many babies and kissed so many hands. Wait. Reverse that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about you guys, but that that was a pretty good, solid first interview there. Yeah, with, yeah, with definitely. Chris, um, so you know, super super T production. So definitely, guys, you know, check out some of their stuff. Um, well, throughout the day, and yeah, they said the, the movie premiering here today was called Empty Plate. Empty Plate, yep. yeah. Uh, and he said what nine nine minutes? Nine minutes. Nine, nine minutes. minutes. Um, I can't remember. They said they were here looking for distribution. They were mainly here just to help other independent filmmakers, which is a really cool idea. Absolutely, and look for scriptwriters. Yes, yeah. try to try to find a script. What they need say. to do is just go hang outside that panel that's going on right now and just grab anyone who thinks they have a good idea. Does anybody want to write our movie? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it's a. Uh, Really cool. It was cool to see their perspective on things, and especially, I'm actually kind of glad that it was, you know, they were audio guys, because yeah. like I said, no, not, that's kind of what we do, too. <laughs> but, uh, no, it does, as we said before, and they said, it does get missed a lot, so yeah. mm. it's definitely good to see the other. I was really happy when he walked up, and he didn't go, oh, this is what you use? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
He wasn't impressed, but he was like, okay, they need to know somewhat of what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> they have a they have a mixing board. Yeah. <laughs> they, they gotta be known. We're mixing it up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're just watching uh kind of people right now. There's a little bit of uh I'm not gonna say interlude, but interlude for us because we're waiting on some of the panels to get out. It's not like we can walk in during a QA. I mean we can it would probably be frowned upon and we'd be asked not to come back ever again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what you guys just did? Yeah, you gotta go now. Yeah. <laughs> But our equipment, that's ours now, too. And, and guess what? Just leave the table. <laughs> Everything that you have there. Yeah, we are literally uninviting you. <laughs> We'd be, be the first people to, like, get security escorted right. out of a, right. out of a, a film, film festival. festival. Out of an AMC, yeah, <laughs> let yeah, alone sure. a film festival. <laughs> hey, at least it's not a regal. Hey, they they've know. opened up their bar. Okay, I'm sure it's happened more often now. <laughs> oh, did they? I mean, oh, it's not, done there. not today. Oh, I was going to say. I was like, they have a bar. I know here before it was closed. Yeah. Because I saw Patrick's eyes perk up. It is 12 oh. o'clock, sir. Yes. And it's a Saturday. It is Saturday, yes. You're right. Um, but yeah, so I'm uh, going to see right now they have the, what was it again? The writers? Okay, yeah. So how to, had, had to write a script and maybe get bought or picked up. Nice. I personally, to be honest with you, I wouldn't mind seeing that one. But unfortunately. I'm going to miss that one. Well, I don't think it's a, a scene. I think it's just a talk. Oh, yeah. It's just like a like a panel discussion, mm-hmm. basically. Me, I could give you 10 TED Talks on that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you get your computer out. You start typing. Sit down in your chair. Yeah. <laughs> and then when it's done, you just go to L.A. and leave it at every coffee shop in a 10-mile radius. Exactly. Every single coffee shop. Yep. Have you been to L.A.? I, no, I was. The, I went to Anaheim, and that was as close as I was willing to get. <laughs> you know, aside from Hollywood being there, LA is not that. No, it's gross. Place to yeah. go to. Let's move Hollywood to like New York or Boston. I'll be happy there. I'd say more Boston. I'd probably be more apt to visit Boston than New York. I think just too has too much other stuff. I think going I just on. threw up in my mouth a little bit. Wait, hold on. Well, we already have a Hollywood here in Florida. We just got to move everything from there to here. Yeah, let's move more people to Florida. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we need. That's that's exactly what we want. Yeah, yeah. Nice going. <laughs> Do not get on in, in any kind of politics. <laughs> Run for governor. It'll just be Patrick. Patrick just be a video of him like doing those sign flippings outside of businesses. <laughs> just on the border. Florida, Florida is open. <laughs> We don't make you wear masks. <laughs> we stopped it happening on planes too. <laughs> Tax-free state for now. Yeah. Let's not get into that one. Right. <laughs> yeah, not just yet. And I don't know if there's in between the movie talking and since we got into politics for a second, has there been any other updates on about the whole? I know it's probably not going to happen with the Disney thing. The Disney I haven't thing. seen anything. No, all I saw was that they revoked their special status. Yeah. So that means everything falls onto the county that um, they're located in. That's that county's gonna go under quickly. <laughs> bye bye county. So long for the Orlando city limits. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna come unincorporated property. <laughs> they're, in, they're instantly just gonna stop working on I four. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> the bridge isn't done. Well, we got a bus coming. It'll We're, be fine anyway. Uh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Haven't you seen speed? <laughs> Just make sure it's on an incline. It'll be fine. Just keep it above 50. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a... Let's take a complete side swipe here. It's still about... It's about movies still. Um, and I know I'm going to... I can't even believe I'm going to be the one to actually bring this up. But let me ask you... Uh, I know you've seen it. 
the Batman. Yeah. Would you, have you seen it? Have not seen it yet. Okay. It, it, right. it is it has moved over to HBO, so Yeah, it's on HBO Max. I've heard mixed reviews on it. <laughs> yeah. Well there's there's yeah. a mixed review right here. Yeah. yeah. So since you haven't seen it yet, we yeah. can pause that discussion for another time. So thank you. I've Just, I've had I've had it was excellent. I, I loved it and I've also heard don't waste your time watching it. <laughs> so the, those are summed up versions of what me and Tony will say. Yes. You know what? I want you to guess which one loved it and which one hated it. Tony loved it. Ooh, swing and a miss. <laughs> I saw that wink. Wrong. <laughs> you was wrong. You was wrong. Boy. I saw that wink. I knew what you were doing. What are you talking about? Yeah. What you talking about? What you talking about? <laughs> but in all fairness, I was looking forward to seeing it. Uh-huh. I because I heard a lot of great things about it. I just I didn't. Feel the same way. I loved it. Absolutely. Patrick loved it. Top three Batman movie of all time. Really? Top three? Yikes. Yep. It's not number one by any means, but I mean, it's definitely in the top three. So, so number one is? Uh, Dark Knight. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, 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 personally, I'd agree with you. And then it's probably a tie between... Uh, Batman Returns with Danny DeVito as the Penguin. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Oh, it's like creepy and weird, and like I'm all for it. <laughs> and then the Batman, like it's those two are second and three. I just don't know where. You know, I think he just used that Penguin character the entire time he filmed. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he said they, I watched something the other day, and they said that when he's that scene where he's gnawing into the raw fish mm-hmm. in the sewer or something mm-hmm. and he's actually that is actually a raw fish that he's eating oh, shit. that's what they said yeah I was like well that's method acting yeah, uh, that's, uh, which uh, has come under fire in recent new in the past couple of weeks like a lot of high profile actors are like method acting is good in like very specific situations and doesn't not need to happen all the fucking time no no like you don't have to become a heroin addict yeah to or play they, a heroin addict eh. <laughs> they, they brought up um, Jared Leto's Joker a lot too, saying there, there was no reason for him to mail dead rats to his co-stars just because he was trying to get into the mind space of the Joker. Yeah, yeah, Jared, the, you can mail rubber rats. You know, hmm? you can mail rubber rats, yeah. or just a hello, hello and just put know. a little ketchup on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why does it have to be real dead rats? <laughs> Forgive well, me if I'm misquoting, but I know he mailed like disgusting stuff to his. Uh, I'm not saying you're misquoting. I'm just, I don't you're know like, if he was dead you... rats, but I do know he mailed like really gross stuff to his co-stars. He did a bunch of stuff on there. He was like doing all sorts of funky things to yeah. to the co-stars. So that's why he wasn't the most well, he's, the most liked person on that set. He's also you know pretty much a funky person himself. So yeah. What's his band? Uh, Thirty seconds to Mars. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He probably already made more money from God from that band alone. I don't even know why he's still acting. Easily. Easily. <laughs> but who else was there? Well, I mean, technically, Johnny Depp's a method actor. Yeah. He, oh, he's he does a, a lot. very method actor. Yes. I think he's, you know, getting ready for his new role as a beat-up husband. Yep, yep. <laughs> Sorry, that was me. <laughs> Is that what you heard? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, zinger to Amber Heard. <laughs> uh, that's hearsay. Yes. <laughs> Objection. Have you seen that video? No. There's like a clip on, um, on Facebook of it that was like him, everything that his lawyer's asking him, he's trying to answer the question, and like he gets midway through the answer, and it's and they go, objection, hearsay. And like and, and it was like everything that he was he was trying to say. And so like he got through it and he started to say he's like, 
and he would say he finished his sentence and he looked over he goes no okay <laughs> and then he starts he starts into another one and then he hears the guy say objection and then he goes hearsay <laughs> and the whole courtroom laughs, <laughs> well, he, he was making a a lot of mockery out of that like he wasn't mocking but just the way he would handle those lawyers yeah he because he was just so kind of calm and sarcastic mm-hmm. that it came out as like he was just mocking the court like he had the court in laughing half the time yeah so, there was one thing he was like uh, you had so and so device on you that, that you carried cocaine well I think cocaine was in it <laughs> he's like I'm sure that's probably they may have been there at one time <laughs> like you know <laughs> they're like they're pointing out all these things and he's like yeah you wouldn't do that like you know? <laughs> It's cocaine. You stumble down a hallway drunk. Like, well, that's what happens when you drink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like what he was doing the whole time. I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> I still like that one. I think I told you about it before when they're reading about the notes that they wrote to each other about the throat. Oh. About like, you know, we, we, we always go for the throat, but, you know, there's always love or something. I can't. I'm not going to repeat it, like, verbatim because I don't remember it exactly. Let's not but, give the defense or the prosecution yeah. any more evidence. Yeah, you're saying listen to this. So well, like, this is already aired. Yes. Johnny, I'm sorry, there's been new evidence coming yeah. yeah. to hear this we podcast. Listened. <laughs> we we heard this one confirmed. <laughs> 20 solid v- listeners. <laughs> a week. Yeah, they know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've been doing it almost a year. We've seen some things. <laughs> We've but, talked to people. But he would say, he's like reading the note, he's like, well, my throat isn't just for like choking or something. I, I like your throat or something. And he's like, let me repeat that. And it's a lawyer saying it. Yeah. Uh, my throat is not just for choking, and I like your throat. And he's like, he's like uh, can you say that one more time? Yeah. <laughs> can you say that one more time? <laughs> Una mas. Una mas, por favor. Por favor. Does it look like we have some people coming out? Uh, it looks like one of the screenings just got out. We are literally watching people come out of theaters to know when we have to go down and start trying to steal some people. Patrick is uh, scoping it out. No panels again. No panels again? At least I'm not seeing anybody walk by. Okay. We'll wait for a few. We'll just keep talking. Because that's what we do. That's, uh, you know, pretty much the whole thing of the show. Yeah. Yeah. As we talk. Yeah. I mean, I did look into a side career as a mine, but... <laughs> doesn't work well with just audio. Didn't carry the noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to get you more on a video. When we, start, when we start doing more YouTube videos, it'll just be like, you'll be like Silent Bob. <laughs> you can talk all you want. I'll just dump the audio. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is this some like old dub movie? Why is, why is Gavin's lip moving and nothing's coming out? <laughs> See, that would be a fun little thing. Like, be like a Silent Bob type character. You don't say anything the whole time. We just say that you're not in agreement or that you're shaking your head in disgust of what we're talking about. And then every few episodes, you just come out with a line and just I got blows the audience <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So is the bar open? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he speaks. I've heard him. No, really, I heard him. <laughs> um, speaking, I know, don't get mad, but... Uh, so, Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith's coming up. We knew it. It's always great when someone prefaces a sentence. Don't be mad. <laughs> Don't be mad now. But hear me out. Hear me <laughs> out. Having said that, um, no, I was watching a movie. It's been out for a while. It's called Catch and Release, and I'd never seen it before. I just happened to catch it. it was on is... something, and Kevin Smith is like one of the main characters. Yeah, he's one of the guys in the house that yeah. she, yeah, like yeah, her so like... husband's best friend. He's yeah. basically leading two lives, right? Yeah, they just got, or she was. 
engaged, or I don't know if they just got married or they were about to get married, but her fiance or husband dies, like either right after they get married or right before. But they lived in this house with his business partner, who's also his friend, and then his other friend. And they have another friend who's like in Hollywood or whatever, but he comes over for the funeral and stuff, and he ends up staying with him for a while. And it's, um, it's just an odd movie. Was it Juliet Lewis? Wasn't she in that? Wasn't she the one that played like the woman on the side that had the kid? I think so. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, the sure. lead Julia was Lewis or whatever her name is. Um, the lead was oh man, it was the Capital One girl? Um, I yeah. Um, ben Affleck. Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner. Yeah. Yeah, but I was surprised. I'm like, is that Kevin Smith? And he's like talking through the whole movie. Now, I've seen him talk through other movies, but Timothy Olyphant is also in this movie. Yeah, uh, it's it's actually got. I think he's the guy from um, from L.A. His name is Fritz. Yep. So basically, the premise is that you know the the husband or would be husband died, and um, they're all just still staying in the house. Kevin Smith's kind of like a little more lazy. It's back before he lost his weight and everything, and he's uh, just kind of hanging out, and they kind of all get go through their grief of their loss of their friend and she ends up finding out that he had a girl on the side her husband or would-be husband had a girl on the side and ended up having a kid and the one friend knew about it and the one friend starts getting involved with her and the other friend who was the business also the business partner was in love with her and it's like apparently she was just the treat of the house yeah it's like we got a lot of people coming out yeah, I think we should rev up the segment yep. and head on downstairs. All right, guys, we're going to go see if we can wrangle up some more guests. So we'll be back in just a bit for Movie Talks and Chill. I'm Tony Serrato. I'm Gavin Butts. And I'm Patrick Wall. We'll see you in a bit. Don't forget, guys, you can visit us at our website, movietalksandchill.com. Email us at talktous at movietalksandchill.com or find us on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Movie Talks and Chill. You can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker. Pocket Cast, Radio Public, coming soon to Apple Podcasts, CastBox, and Overcast. New episodes available every Wednesday. Talk to you then. Theme music for our podcast was composed, arranged, and performed by Paul the Rock. <laughs>